My name is Dr. Mike. I was born and raised in Rochester, New York, and I'm proud of where I came from. While I have since moved to greener pastures and found happiness in the flyover states, I still have a certain fondness for the flower city, especially its signature food, the plate. Unfortunately, watching from afar, the city has declined from a titan of industry and cultural powerhouse to a pit of despair and corruption held together by bubblegum and duct tape. Nonetheless, nothing will take away my memories of the Rochester I grew up in, except maybe the senility of old age. So before that happens, come join me as we reminisce about the things that made Rochester special. Come join me for a flyover plate. Oh my goodness. Welcome to the Flyover Plates Podcast, Thanksgiving Hangover Edition. <laughs> I am Dr. Mike, your host and much needed dose of antacid after this past week. <laughs> Thank you all for downloading this podcast and listening while you put up Christmas decorations or vacuum or sit through your kids' school Christmas concert. I truly am thankful for everyone who has enjoyed and supported this podcast. Please, please, please spread the word to anyone. Friends, family, colleagues, people you have wronged in a past life. It's people like you who help grow this podcast. Make them aware of this podcast, especially if they need a reprieve from the stresses of the upcoming holiday season. And now, let me introduce my co-host. He is one of the most accomplished students ever to pass through the halls of St. John of Rochester School, <laughs> where he was a frequent patron of the school's hot lunch program. <laughs> With the help of his TI-82 plus calculator, he has mastered how to play the 24 game. And forget a collectible 12-month calendar, he converted the rejected photos from his Technosophy website photo shoot into a customized set of pogs, complete with a slammer made out of HP printer parts. What? Or maybe it was maybe it's just an HP printer that comes with the set. Anywho, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, finally with the energy to speak to the masses after polishing off that Bill Gray's great plate. Here he is, Mark Anthony Arena. Mark, how are you this evening, sir? You know, I was actually, I loved the French toast pizza. That was a thing back in the hot lunch. French toast pizza. Yeah. And and I also, I had a TI-82 calculator, but it wasn't until McQuaid that I had one. And I made games. I made choose your own adventure games. Remember that? And I made ones where you walk around and I, I thought out in my head without any instruction, how to do a screen refresh so that I could do a game where you run away from robbers on the screen. Yeah. Do you remember the 24 game, though, when you had to, like, flip the card and you had to find all the different ways? You had the four numbers and you had to find the ways to make 24 out of it? No. You don't remember that? No. Uh, it, was like, it, was, it was like a hit in uh, elementary school, fifth sixth, fifth, sixth grade, somewhere around there. Cool. But uh, I thought that would be an... I thought that would have been an amazing reference that and pogs and oh pogs were incredible we played them on the the middle school principal's office floor 
I know. I know. So um, how was your Thanksgiving, Mark? Um, pretty great, thanks. My brother in Boston uh, had it catered, you know, like a takeout catered thing. And it was about oh. 460 tons of mashed potatoes and two tons of uh, sweet potatoes or whatever you call it, squash. And, mm-hmm. you know, some turkey was very good. And, oh, Brussels sprouts. I'm, eating, I'm still eating the leftovers a week later. And, and you know, I, a lot of my family members throughout that weekend kept going out to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I said, I refused. I said, you got to stay home and eat these leftovers. This is a, that's a shame. See that was the that was the benefit of being at an Airbnb last week because we needed to eat everything by Saturday otherwise it was going in the garbage. Had to do so it. So my 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 stepmother she she cooked the turkey, she cooked all the fixins and oh. um she pretty much said you know we got to leave the house by Sunday. So if it's not done by Saturday night or Sunday morning, guess what? It's going in the trash and I I don't have any more Thanksgiving leftovers. But like you, we got to spend the uh, Thanksgiving holiday not in Rochester. Oh, um, yeah. It's the I, greatest blessing of all anyone could ever give. You you showed me the pictures of you leaving Rochester and how the sun started to shine as soon as you crossed over into the Massachusetts border. It, it, like, not even funny. It was that It was that accurate, right? As soon as we hit the border, the little welcome Massachusetts sign, and bam, the sun comes out. <laughs> No, it was awesome uh, being down in being down in Florida for Thanksgiving. Um, it was it was awesome. It was down in down in Naples. It was pretty much seventy five, eighty degrees every day. I I, uh, I got to watch the prices right on a weekday poolside, um, which I never got to do before. And Amazing. of course, I've always said you're never truly off of work until you've watched the prices right. But doing so uh, in the back screen pool area of the, of the house. It was just like, it was another experience, uh, life changing, but, uh, no, I had to work a field hockey tournament down there and got to see a bunch of people. Weather was great. And then I get back to Ohio and of course it's, you know, 45 and raining. And I felt bad until I went on the computer, went on the internet and I found out, Oh, look at upstate New York just got hammered with snow. So, Mark, is there any snow on the ground in Rochester now? So, like two, three days ago, Buffalo got hit with a foot of snow. We only got a dusting. They got right. roasted. and But today, oh, if some freak wind came in and it actually warmed up to a, a scalding 45 degrees. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so yeah, I... Um... I did want to bring up the, uh, you know, in the intro, I, I, I went all the way back to your St. John of Rochester roots, and that was that was on purpose. Um, because, you know, I got to give a shout out to the Catholic schools uh, in Rochester, down here, at least down here, uh, they're thriving. They're, my son's going wow. to school, uh, to Catholic school now, and it's, it's wonderful. Um, there are plenty of Catholic schools in the Cincinnati area, both single sex and co-ed that have... Enrollment numbers are strong, and their sports teams are doing well, and and their extracurriculars are thriving, and um, it's really good to know. I mean, I know you went through the Catholic school system. I went through the Catholic school system, and, um, you know, my son's not going through the Catholic school system. My daughter will when she finally goes to to school next year, but uh, Mark, and one of the things that really made me happy was – few weeks ago, and my, my son was doing this last year, but a few weeks ago they restarted um, the Book It program. Do you remember the Book It program, Mark? 
Oh man, if you, do if, I ever. For those of you for those of you who weren't privileged enough, the book it program was if you read a certain number of books and you in you gained a certain number of points, you would get a coupon for a free personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. Extra greasy. Extra and, greasy. And exactly. Phil Collins on the jukebox. And what? And Phil Collins playing on the jukebox. Of course, but they don't make Pizza Huts like they used to anymore. This one barely has two seats in there to actually sit down. Hey, it's something. But, but I see. But I saw my son walk in. And he's got the coupon in hand, and he is just puffing his chest out. It's got his name on it. He is just like the big man on campus. He feels so proud of what he accomplished. And I remember doing that too when I was a kid. I was, you know, I got the book it program. You got that coupon. You walked into Pizza Hut, and and you felt like one of the gods give the you give the cashier the coupon and be like nope this is on book it and um yes. it's it's amazing to see that still be a part of you know education today and it, it really it really is uh it, it really is good that it's that it's lasted it's withstood the test of time but one of the other things that, that I they, loved in about, the 80s, but, they know, knew Catholic about out. rewarding people, right? And, and motivation, right? Everything now is about oh, exactly. anti-motivating people. Exactly. And you're going to motivate, going to motivate them with greasy Pizza Hut pizza. Um, but do you remember the hot lunch program at your school? Oh, of course. Yeah, it was the highlight oh, of the week every Friday. They, they kind of went away from it now. I mean, they have the cafeteria, you pay the food, and the, whatever the special is at, at my son's school is what is what is there for the day. But I remember, like, when I was in school, like, they would go get Arby's catered. They would get Pizza Hut. They would get McDonald's. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I'm like, man, wow, man, they really they really went all out for us. And, and to actually get, like, Arby's and McDonald's and, and the Pizza Huts in there, That's that was just that was just awesome. You know, we would get that. We would get the sheet home every Monday and I would ask my mom like, all right, mom, can I get, can I get hot lunch on these days? And you know, she put a cap on it cause uh, you know, we don't want to get, didn't want to get lunch every day, but, um, but no, the hot lunch program, man, that was, that was the thing that I wanted to wax poetic about today and yes. see if you actually remembered. I don't know how, how it was like for you, but um, it was a great experience for me. Absolutely. It was, yeah, ours was only once a week and it was either French toast pizza or boiled hot dogs or maybe one other option. And it was a welcome change from the usual. I only ate peanut butter sandwiches and dipsy doodles and milk every day. <laughs> and that's all I wanted. That's all I, that's all I wanted. Yeah, that's that's all you really had time for. You didn't have a whole, uh, it wasn't like in high school where you had 35 minutes for lunch and oh yeah. Yeah, you know, twenty twenty of that was spent in line if it was Crispito Day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, in elementary school it was quick, kids. Wolf down your food in ten minutes so you can get outside of the playground, and everyone can make fun of Mark Arena for running slow. <laughs> that was the official curriculum. It would. It was. It was. It was. Everybody could go outside except Doctor Mike because he 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 spoke out of turn in class or he started making fun of somebody, so he had to stay inside. Why am I not um, surprised? <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I was. I'm so proud that the uh, that the schools are still doing the 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 book it campaign and still utilizing the Pizza Hut pizzas and everything. Um, wow! So, so well, going I mean... back to going back to your Thanksgiving, going back to your Thanksgiving uh, excursion to Boston, since since JP was not, uh, 
you know, JP, your brother didn't want to cook. What uh, did you have anything unusual on the on the on the table? Did did they, did did they at least try to make a dessert or you know a Jello mold or something like that? What you know any did. Was there Papa Gino's for all I know, knowing your, Actually, knowing your brother? No, there totally was the night before and later on that evening. So my dad has this thing where every Thanksgiving and Easter after dinner, he lays on the couch. And then like an hour later, he's like, I want pizza. But it's usually, um, it's usually who would work on holidays? That's evil. We should bring the blue laws back. And then five minutes later, I want pizza. How come none of these places are open? So my aunt, and then this year my sister-in-law remembered, okay, let's get some frozen pizzas, let's get some refrigerated pizzas. So we had Papa Gino's, and we also had this thing called Cape Cod frozen pizzas, and they were awesome. Oh, those are good. Yeah. Those are good. And there was some kind of dessert, I'm sure, like my sister-in-law's mom made a pumpkin cake, and I can't think of it. They had a chocolate pie, and there was some other stuff. Uh, Italian cookies we had, but yeah, it was... Oh, of course. Yeah, and then the day after, I went to see Plymouth Rock. Oh, you did? I'd, I'd never been there, and I figure, why not go on the appropriate weekend? So it was really cool. A lot of people walking by, oh, that's a disappointment. I said, no, it's not. This is great. Well, it's all boarded off. Like you, you can't really go out and touch it unless you really want to go in the water. No, but, but you still, can see it. Yeah, it was really cool. And then I took a walk in the town and found a, a little video game shop called Bowser's Basement, which was equally amazing. <laughs> nice. No, it was uh, no, it was it was really nice down in down in our neck of the woods. Of course, I'm a big stuffing fiend, so I had a nice big pan of stuffing. 80% of which was for me. And then I kind of let the other people have a little bit. Um, but, um, but <laughs> I threatened, I threatened my brother when he, when he flew, when he came down and I'm like, Hey, I'm like, Hey, just so you know, uh, there's a skyline chili down here in Naples. And he just kind of gave me this look with like, I think, no, I, I, I would love to, but that would just be the end of me. So uh, yes, everything, and of course, just like every everything seems to be moving down to Florida. Um, even Skyline Chili, Giordano's Pizza. When I was in Orlando, they have deep dish pizza down there now. I mean, everything Orlando or Florida in general is just becoming the melting pot for all of the different, you know, chain foods, all the, the different things that you're used to back at home. Of the in and out burger, in and out burger, notwithstanding, because they'll they'll never. You know, it'll be a, it'll be the rapture before they actually expand to the <laughs> East Coast. I know they're going to Nashville soon, but there's uh, an Abbott's and a Pontillo's in Florida, supposedly. Those are supposedly. Rochester staples. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, heck, all these failed Rochester businesses—they got to go somewhere. They might as well. Uh, they they might as well go down to Florida and, and ply their trade, seeing as that a good chunk of people live there once upon a time and can afford um, food. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And side exactly. note, remember Greta Darius on West Ridge, old Italian bakery? Their kids escaped to non-Rochester, but they wanted them mm -hmm. to inherit the business. So the kids took the business and moved it to California where it's thriving and people actually buy things from them. Something's thriving in California? Oh, my goodness. Hey, it's it's non-Rochester. Anything's it better is non -Rochester. than here. That's sad when it California is, is better than here. But um, because... Uh, because my my sister in law has some has some dietary restrictions, um, my stepmother always makes a little something special for her and then my brother. So, in addition to cooking all the you know, the 
the Thanksgiving staples, the turkey, the mashed potatoes, stuffing, what have you. My uh, my stepmother was making chipino. If for those of you who don't know chipino, it's a it's a seafood type of stew. Um, it's got it had all different types of seafood in it. It had it had whitefish. It had shrimp. It had uh, it didn't do crab. And then they um and then they had scallops on the side. She made mm. she like seared some scallops. Oh. And I showed, and I was like my, I was like man I I can't eat this because I can't eat seafood. It looks good. Then I oh. so I had to I had to have somebody enjoy this for me. So I sent a picture to you and I'm like look, Chapino on Thanksgiving and and it, oh. it, you at least appreciated the fact that that uh, somebody went outside the box and can make some good Italian cuisine. Oh, all right. Now I understand why. Okay, yeah. Well, then I know the backstory. That's so cool that's oh that's great it, it, mm. was, it was amazing it looked good it looked good uh mm. i i probably wouldn't be here if i was eating it but <laughs> in any event uh it smelled good you know of course just just making the 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 base for the chipino she it, the house just smelled like tomatoes and basil and smelled like that old italian grandmother's house and it was oh, it was man. really really it was really really nice it really was oh. um so lots to lot to get through this this episode. It's been a busy month. It's been a real busy month. Mark, but before Thanksgiving, before I left for Florida, I finally did it. I finally broke down and I made chicken French Ohio style. Yeah, I tell made me. chicken I made chicken French at home. It I amazing. did not burn down the house. I probably made some old Italian grandmothers angry by the way I made it. But it was chicken French, and my my kids obviously didn't like it. My wife was ambivalent; she didn't hate it. It was a lot of lemon and butter things that she liked, so she 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 enjoyed it. Okay. But and then I sh- and then I showed you a picture, and of course I put it night with a nice pot of pasta because that's what my kids were eating that night. Put they wanted plain pasta. spaghetti. Exactly. I put it on with the chicken French. I scooped the sauce as much sauce as I could over the top of it. And there are some things I would change. I mean, the, the the wine I used was was a Chardonnay, and I know online they're like, you can't use a Chardonnay; it'll get bitter. Well, yeah, it got bitter, but that was my wine. I didn't want to steal any of my wife's for cooking, so <laughs> she's like, "Why'd you use the Chardonnay?" And I go, "Well, because the other wines were yours. I didn't oh, want to steal it." Usually, it's um, sherry, but that's fine. I, my, yeah, my but it was, but it had the like. I squeezed the lemon. I got the the, the butter going, and it, 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 the breading held together. It was, it was, it was awesome. I feel really proud of myself that I actually got to make that. And um, my, you know, <laughs> my family was surprised that I that it was an old school Rochester dish when I told them that because they're thinking, oh, it's French. It's got lots of butter. There's technique used to it. I'm like, no, this was originated in Rochester by some <laughs> Italian family on Monroe Ave. I forget the name of the restaurant. You could fill me in on that. But but that is that is a uh, that is a Rochester staple. And uh, it was it was. Oh, it was a lot, Mark. You know, you, it was not as good as Papa Joe's in Gates. I will tell you that right now. And you know what? I don't know if we. This was a couple weeks ago that I had chicken French from Papa Joe's, so I don't think we talked yeah. about it on the show. I no, we did. You, you sent me the picture. You sent me the. That's why I brought it oh, up. Yeah, because yeah, you, you told me you told me I had to mention it on the show, or you were going to review it on the show. So please, it Mark, like have butter. the floor. Uh, it was like butter. It was unbelievable. They, I had a thing. I had a dinner function, and they had it catered by them. 
unfreaking oh, Like, I thought I've had good chicken French, and I have, and they're all good, but this was so tender. I, I went up for like two, three huge pieces, and the greens and beans on top. You, listen, people <laughs> out there, you gotta try chicken French, especially Papa Joe's, if at all possible. Go there, please. It was so good. There's no shortage of restaurants in Rochester that will make yeah. a darn good chicken French mm-hmm. or veal French if you want to, you know, pay the extra three bucks. And Irish pubs, we've we've said they'll do it too. Yeah. Everyone does it. Everything oh, yeah. except for Chinese and Indian restaurants, pretty much. Everyone else will do it. Most people will do it. And and but, side but, note, I want to say something. Like as you were talking about how you made this dish for your family and everything, and like you're scooping the chicken French sauce on the pasta. And, you know, you're a hardworking guy, and, and you provide your family with a great house and everything. But it wasn't until that moment of you telling me that you made them chicken French. It wasn't until that moment that I realized, wow, this guy's a good dad. <laughs> it wasn't until then. Oh. Uh, take take that rest of the world. I have I have validation now that I am a good dad. Only because you made the chicken friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, All the hard work I, you I, do I, doesn't at matter. At the house, when I'm home on Sundays, I do like to cook something. You know, take the time <laughs> to cook something, whether it's a lasagna that's going to last me and my family through the week, or some chicken dish, or something new and off the wall. It's mostly for me, but I have, I make my kids at least try it, and then. You know, the fact that there was, there was plain spaghetti, I made a whole big box of plain spaghetti for them to eat. I'm like, here, you try one bite of this. You don't like it. Go back to eating your spaghetti. If you do like it, I've got more for you. But um, but no, I, like I said, on Sundays when I'm around, I'll have football on the TV. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to make something today that might last into leftovers for Monday and Tuesday at work. So that always helps out. Um, so, yeah, on that note, also in the last month. I got my cow. Oh, the most I'm going to go all Midwest on you folks. But every year my my family goes in on a quarter of a cow. I talk to the farmer. They tell me when it's getting ready to go for slaughter and get cut and processed. And it finally came, you know, a couple weeks before Thanksgiving. So now my freezer is stocked full of different steaks, roasts, ground beef, and I am a happy camper for the next year. And yes, I understand it is borderline hoarding, but <laughs> meat hoarding. That's that's but, an episode name. You know, it's uh, but it, it is good quality meat. I am helping out a small I'm a small farmer here in Ohio. I'm helping out a small meat processing plant. I mean, I, I had to go pick it up, and it was basically a tiny room with a register, and then you can see like the stainless steel, you know processing boards where they're actually butchering the meat and packaging it and putting it into the freezer it's it's wonderful to help out those small businesses especially this time of year and i i I urge a lot of the folks and a lot of people that are listening to this don't uh you know live in rochester or other big cities but if you go out into where mark used to live out past where mark used to live out by penyan ontario um find a nice farmer uh, you might pay a little more, but you know what? You've got enough meat for the entire year, and it is good quality stuff, and you get to help somebody out in the process. You don't have to deal with the big uh, the big supermarket chains or anything like that. So I'm excited. I, it is 
somebody has told me it's the most Midwest thing they've ever heard that I have a cow guy and I get my cow every year. So I am stoked for the fact that I have a cow. And if you can't, if you're in downtown Rochester and you can't go to the rural areas, um, I highly recommend Lipman's Kosher Market. He's the only full kosher market between Buffalo and Albany. And he's not paying me to say this. Uh, but, yeah, just wonderful kosher butcher. And, you know, I've learned, okay, Mark, don't go fast food. Why don't you go get something healthy and holy for that matter? Um, his ground turkey's the best in the universe. And, wow. you know, any kind of cow you want, you don't have to buy a whole cow. You show up and, hey, I want thus and such. And he gives you just that. I'm, I'm eating a beef hot dog from him right now. It's amazing. Wow. Red or white? <laughs> it's a beef hot dog, so it's red only. That's a great question. If you're talking kosher beef hot dogs, there is no white hot. Because white hot okay. made out of pork. All right. That's, yeah. That is true. It is a pork hot dog. But, of course, you know, being Rochester folk, I got to ask. Because yeah. you might just want to rub it in my face that I can't get a white hot here unless I order it online. And so. you can do that. What is it? NewYorkStyleDeli.com. That's how you order them. Yep. NewYorkStyleDeli.com. You can get the uh, Zweigel's White Hots. You paid more for them, but... Hey, it's you know. worth everything. I, I got to look and see if one of the local meat um, meat markets around here has, like, White Hots. Because I've, I've, there's, a, there's a legendary one uh, down by me here that does these smoked pork chops, which I hear are just absolutely amazing. Hmm. I've never had the chance to get them, but... Some some folks are like I just eat them cold because they've already been smoked and cured, <sighs> so they've already been pre- preheated and everything. But even if they don't know what a white hot is, you could just tell them, you know, give me a white bratwurst because that's where the white hots came from, pretty much, right? The Rochester yeah. white hots. Oh yeah, there, there's no shortage of brats and metwurst down here. There's a lot, you know, a lot of the German influence in Cincinnati. So, mm-hmm. um, so now I get to I, I'm going to pick Mark's brain on this now because. I, Again, a few weeks ago, my daughter got a new book in the mail. For those of you who have small children, um, sign up for the uh, Imagination Library through your school's local library system because they will give you a free book up until the age of five. So hmm. every month, my, my son got books. My daughter's getting books now. And, and this last month's book was titled 10 Ways to Hear Snow. Mark... <laughs> Having grown up in upstate New York, I am no stranger to snow. How, I don't even know what and you're going to say. I think Rochester I... folk have an innate ability to predict when snow's coming. So, Mark, boots on the ground, loyal Rochester Rochester native, now living in the city limits, now, now, now established at the Glen. How do Rochester folk hear snow? Is it just because they're constantly depressed and pessimistic, so always predicting it as like low hanging fruit, or is there something else? Then the, is there something else in the air? Do we just hear the cries of of despair from Buffalo and brace ourselves? I, I How does it work? Say, <laughs> so boots is, on the is, snow. is it possible to hear snow in upstate New York? <laughs> boots on the snow uh, segment. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's going to be that time of year. It's it's already three weeks late. So you usually there there was uh you know there have been many Halloweens where I had my costume plus my winter coat over it because yeah. well 
it was 25 degrees and there was five or six inches of snow on the ground on Halloween. So they're late this year. They're late getting that first snowstorm. So uh, is there is there any way that Rochester folk know how to predict that snowstorms are coming? That's a great question. So a couple nights ago, I had dinner with people who had, who drove in from Buffalo for the day, and they told me oh. that Buffalo got dumped down with a foot of snow. And I said, wow. I said, as much as I hate Rochester and everything and anything about it, the at least, like, our snow is less horrible than yours. Wow. Um, yeah. My grandma, when she was alive, she said she could feel it in her knees when rain or snow was coming. So that was kind of cool. So, Other than that, so old old arth- old arthritic joints, antennas will yeah, tell you yeah. when the when the weather's changing. Yeah, I you know I always remember when I when I went to school out in Syracuse because you know that was the first time I ever actually experienced the winter outside of of Rochester. And Rochester's were pretty bad. I mean, but I mean. If good luck trying to get a snow day in elementary school. When we were in high school, we had more districts coming into the city and everything. Um, we we closed a little bit easier, but uh, it was, you know, when I when I moved out to Syracuse for for undergrad, that was the fir- first time I realized, oh man, you know Rochester kind of has it pretty good. Because I would drive home and I, I would see I would see like th- three feet of snow in Syracuse in the parking lot at school when I left. And then I would drive down the thruway to back to Rochester. For those of you who don't understand interstate 90 is the thruway. Um, I could see the snow just get less and shorter and shorter. The snow drifts getting shorter and shorter. And then by the time I get home, it's like an inch or two. And I'm like, Oh man, Rochester, Rochester, people, People don't get it nearly as bad as Buffalo or Syracuse. I mean, heck, I think the last uh, last year I was in Syracuse was 2006, and we had like 230 inches of snow that year. Whoa. So, all right, you can't say Rochester isn't that bad. Like, you can't go that far. But, all right, compared to the rest of the nearby cities, compared to the, rest, compared to the surrounding fine. areas, no. Compared to Cincinnati, we've got it. We're like a relative club med compared to you guys. Right, right, right. Okay, as long as you, yeah. So, aside I'm putting things in perspective, obviously. There you go. Aside from that, the sound of snow, I mean, it is nice, like, when you're in the house and you have the heat cranked up and you're, in the back of your mind, you're worried about the extreme price of the heating bill. Um, You know, and you look outside in the middle of the night and you see the snowflakes and it's silent. That's pretty cool. Um, Until it's broken up by the sounds of gunshots. (laughs) I was going to say until the traffic report comes in in the morning and you see like red going across all the, in all the major highways. Oh, that's right. That's right. How can I forget? Right, right, right. So the other thing is the first snow every year, the men in black show up to everyone's door and wipe their minds only specifically on how to drive in the snow. So the first snow of the year, you have tons of rear wheel drive Pontiacs and Kias spun out everywhere. And then it takes nine hours to get home on your usual 10-minute commute, the end. So one of the unique things I saw when I lived down, now, now that I live down here, one of the um, major interstates that I take going to work, uh, Interstate 675, I found out that um, it's the responsibility of the individual township or city to handle their portion of the highway in terms of mm. salting it, plowing it, brining it, what, you know, because... Somehow we use brine down here sometimes. I I know that would just be laughed at by the by the New York folk, but um, 
for the first like 10 miles, the first half of this interstate, it goes through about six or seven different municipalities. Oh, and, and that's beautiful. It's like states' rights. You get to see it which is, one is, is, as it is New but York then you get like a half everything. mile of clear blacktop with no ice on it, and then you'll turn, and then it'll go into the next township that hasn't gotten their plow trucks and their salt trucks out yet, and it's just an absolute disaster. And then you get to the next one where they haven't even started plowing yet. So it's a, it, it really is a crapshoot in terms of like how smooth the high the commute is into work for me but um i found that fascinating because i was just surprised that somebody actually cared about the interstates because i don't think they do in new york they yeah i mean the throughways usually plowed because they have to justify the the pointless yep. utterly unnecessary fees extreme fees that they charge it right on the throughway well but yeah. the, the, the the increase in tolls that is that's happened as of late i it's mean 20 bucks to yeah. drive across new york state it's at least 20 bucks now is it really? And 99% of people don't even pay the automated tolls, so that's pretty cool. Um, I, I love <laughs> did that. You, uh, did you take the throughway to Massachusetts, or did you go the back roads? No, we did the five and 20? Uh, we did the throughway. And side note, real places like Canada and Boston use sand, whereas in Rochester they use huge rock salt, which causes all yeah. brand new cars to completely rust through until there's nothing left but your, your pleather seats within a year. <laughs> And somehow the 1994 Honda Accords are still going strong. Somehow, right. And they're all fine, except for the little piece of rust behind the rear wheels. But yeah, and they're yeah. all spinning out everywhere. Just, they're, 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 they're going strong. Those things will never die. Yeah. Uh, it'll, take, it'll, it'll take us 18-wheeler to sideswipe them off the road. But yeah, we are, we are heading into the winter season. We are heading into the Christmas season, Mark. Um and, and I, you know, did you did you ever go hit the monorail up at Midtown Plaza? Maybe when I was as a very kid? little. When you were little, yeah, yeah. I, I do remember that back when Midtown Plaza was a thing and a place to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, even when it was starting to deteriorate toward the mid to late nineties, we would still go and ride the monorail and see Santa Claus and everything. It was a good childhood memory. I wish that they would still they still had that because. Um, you know, the monorail, even in its later years, was a was an exhilarating experience, not just because you got to ride in a monorail around the around the mall, but you at any point that monorail could break and you know, you'd be on the news. So, <laughs> so you're cheating death every time you went on or any time you're within city limits. But, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. City oh, my goodness. My goodness, man. Um, let's see. Oh, Mark, uh, into, we were talking about other things that we could have done or things that we could have eaten over Thanksgiving. I have to give a shout out to my friend who is the, the plate guru, my, my, my best friend in the world, whole world, Mike coast. He sent me a picture over his Thanksgiving break when he was with his parents' house of a garbage plate, homemade garbage plate. And and I will say later in a little backstory, um, it wasn't until later in life. It wasn't until, um, I was later in high school, college when I had my first homemade garbage plate. Didn't really have, and nobody else would make all the fixins. Nobody, you know, nobody, everyone was all apprehensive about Mac salad. It was, it was at his house. It was at his parents' house that I had my first real homemade garbage plate. Wow. And 
his his father makes a fun he makes his hot sauce from scratch and it, it was it was a phenomenal experience it, it was great mark he made his hot sauce with venison ground venison for ground the sauce venison weird how was it ah it looked it looked delectable. It looked like it, I mean, I thought adding Bill Gray's hot sauce into the garbage plate would take it to another level. I can only assume that ground venison would take this even higher into a new realm, the likes of which uh, mere mortals cannot fathom. Wow! Yeah, he'll so, have to get him on the show now that we're somewhat comfortable with the technology to run this stupid show. It, it took us less than five <laughs> seconds. Normally, it takes a good thirty to sixty minutes for us to wrestle with the software, but now that we're comfortable with the software, get him on the show. This had to have been the first time that our our sound check and our tech check make sure our headsets and our our meeting room is, is you know it, everything went seamlessly this time. We didn't have to fumble with everything we didn't have to restart anything so I, I think we're becoming veterans at this it took us only the better part of a year to do it right and then all the years before when you were a guest on my show we would we'd be tired from work we'd spend an hour fighting with the software then we'd go online and then it would just be a giant laugh track i mean it would just right. be it would just be us trying to trying to formulate coherent thoughts over us just laughing at each other because we were so deliriously tired well can i give a shout out Absolutely. Uh, I want to memorialize Mrs. Han. Oh, yes. Please yeah. do. Um, we, you know, when you brought up school hot lunches, right? You know, in elementary school, like I said, we only had a couple choices. It was only weekly. But at McQuaid, we had this lady, and every McQuaidian knew her for millions of decades. And Mrs. Han was the sweetest lady ever. And she made the best lunches. I remember bacon chicken cheese sandwiches and veal parm sandwiches and the entire tray worth of french fries and the huge Salvatore's pizzas. Oh, they they took care of us. That's for darn sure. And we always ate well. And she looked at me and she would every day, she would go, oh, you're the two lunch kid, the two special kid. And all she and her army of lunch ladies called me the two lunch kid. Because I would order two of every lunch special every day, never gained an ounce, I was always underweight, and they'd all say, oh, you got a tapeworm kid? And i say, what's that? And they're like, ah, it's tapeworm kid, or hey, you got a kid with a hole in his leg. But they were just really sweet. They, they, they were, and, and not, not, not even the lunch stuff. Let's just remember, like, going down to recess where she had pizza bagels ready for us to eat. She had like breakfast stuff w- ready for us to pick up and pay for if we really wanted to. So it wasn't just lunch. And I, and I remember she would get, you know, she was, she told me once she would get there like five in the morning to get everything started. And, um, you know, Hard she, work, she man. really was like a mother hen to all of us students going through McQuaid mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, God love her, man. Oh, uh, you know, God, God love her. She, uh, you know, she was a legend, definitely. The um, only thing I regret about my senior year is, you know, we had the freedom to walk next door to Tops, and so I would go to Tops or the Indian or Chinese restaurants next door, and I'd have lean pockets, turkey, turkey broccoli cheese lean pockets, and an Arizona iced tea and a Marb Light every day. And that was my lunch. And the only thing I regretted is I didn't see her that often that year. Yeah, no, she she always yeah you know, she she always 
cracked it up in the lunch line, especially, you know, but you had to have your money ready. If you had to fumble for your money, you, you weren't going to hear the end of it. So, yes. Um, Mark, our in memoriam this, this month is Marticelli's Bakery. We, uh, we are sad to see them shut their doors after a number of years serving the community. Great, great bread. I know they serviced uh, they serviced a lot of the bread that you see on the on the plates at different establishments. A lot of that bread was Marticelli's Bakery. Um, when you, I, I shed a tear when you told me that they were shutting their doors. That I, I do hope that they find their their feet. I hope that they find all of the success that they set out to do somewhere else other than Rochester. Yeah, they were they were in business for zillions of years, and their local restaurant you would go it was a deli, right? You go in there and you get a steak bomber for five bucks. They cut a huge loaf of Italian bread, and they throw all sorts of, of Philly cheesesteak stuff on it, and it's unbelievable. I love taking the out of towners there, uh, and of course their wholesale business they would sell. Italian hard rolls, right? Like maybe it's a Rochester thing. I think it is, right? Do you see hard rolls elsewhere? Not like that. Not like that. Because again, you I mean, you go into Shaler's and get that. That's that's the one I think of when I, you go to Shaler's and you get that cheeseburger and they had that hard roll, but it was nice and soft in the middle, and you just mm. kind of had to unclench your jaw to get over that 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 center hump in the in the bun. Right. It, it's like a twisty bun. It's like a a shape of a cinnamon bun, sort of, made out of white bread. Kinda, and yeah. It's not hard at all. They just call it hard roll. Right. It's an extra soft roll that's just extra fluffy and tall. Yeah. Mm. Um, there is what there is one more thing that I have to have you review, and I know I mentioned it in the intro, Mark. You 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 wanted me to talk about the Bill Gray's Great Plate. Again, I give you the floor to mm-hmm. to talk about this this wonderful concoction from a legendary restaurant who had great cheeseburgers and amazing hot sauce in their own right they're delving into the plate realm now mark what's up well of course everybody is you know catch catch the fever but <laughs> the bill gray's great plate mark talk to me about it mm. so the just absolutely awesome you know i i stand corrected mike I stand corrected. Normally, I mean, I'll go to Bill Gray's and I, I only use the buy one get one free hamburger coupons because they're not affordable unless you use that. From the Petty Saver? Mm-hmm. And actually, up until recently, they were allowing me to use any expired coupons. They don't do that anymore, but Tom Walls still does. You can take a 2017 oh. phone book coupon into Tom Walls and mm-hmm. they don't care. And that magnanimity is what gave them their success, by the way. That's no accident. So oh, sure. if you're a business owner, don't be a tight-fisted with people, right? Be generous with people, and maybe you'll lose, right? You're giving away a, a buy one, get one free burger or whatever, but you're going to gain the loyalty and the appreciation and the repeat business. It's worth you're it. Gonna drive up the, you're going to drive up the average dollar sale because then mm-hmm. I'm going to feel like, oh, I can eat two burgers by myself. I'm going to buy one, get one free burger is for me, and then I'm going to splurge on, you know, onion rings instead of french fries yeah mm. uh, and so whenever but, i'm there i get the same thing but uh bill gray's doesn't take the old coupons anymore and that's all i had and my aunt gave me a ten dollar gift card for my birthday okay great so i was in the area i said you know what let me use this so i go in there and oh there's a little a thing that says great plate tuesday all right fine so it was 9.99 so i just basically handed them the gift card and paid a little tax 
And Great Plate is the name of their garbage plate. And normally I dismissed it because I figured eh, everyone's got a plate. And, you know, I don't, I got other things to do when I'm there. And I don't like square potatoes, those home fried squared potatoes. I don't like them. They're soggy and gross, and I don't want anything to do with them. So I I looked at it and I said, all right, look, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it my way. I don't want mac salad. And maybe it was good. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I've had some good mac salad this year because of the show, but. I said, I want sure. crispy french fries, because if they do it right, and you can specify crispy over there. I, I actually forgot to say crispy, but they made them perfectly crispy. Baked beans, and then I wanted one burger, and then I wanted one hot dog, and she goes, red or white? And I said, you know what? I guess I'll do a white. So I said, yeah, I haven't done one in a while, and I haven't done one on a plate in a while. So they bring it out, and... and the there was a nice dinner roll. It was a large dinner roll. It wasn't enough to to act as a roll for both the hamburger and the hot dog, but it was fine. Yeah, it was and, probably the same roll they use on the hamburgers, which is which is great in their own right. Nah, it's like an '80s dinner roll, except it tastes good. Okay, it's, not from Marticelli's Bakery. Nah, poor Marticelli's. Um, we take our hats off to the, but uh, they Marticelli's used to have good Italian cookies too. Oh. The whole yes, they did. Full of it. Oh, they yes, had they so did. many things, and there were always fat guys in there having business calls and enjoying these huge subs, and it was just so great. It's probably a mob front for all we know. Yeah, um, but they did a ton of business. I'd agree with you, except they they did a ton of business. So probably not. oh, they did. Yeah, they did. They did a ton of business. They they were, you know, they were synonymous with multiple places in the Rochester community. And I believe, so. just like everything else recently, they died because they were short-staffed. They, they, oh, probably. They went under. Probably. So I get the great plate, and I was pleasantly surprised. Okay, first of all, like, crispy, hot, everything. It wasn't the soggy thing that I feared. It was just, the quality was incredible. Everything was just hot and just, wow. Yeah. And, you know, of course, I sent you the glorious picture. I got to remember to upload that as the as the image for the episode. And oh, yeah, totally. just glorious. And and the so a couple things about it. They give me two little cups on the side, one of which is the hot meat sauce, the Rochester hot sauce. And they just mm-hmm. poured me some of their signature Bill Gray's hot <laughs> sauce, which is, I don't know, it's it, again, it's like a gravy with a little bit of ground beef in it and little red pepper flakes and possibly MSG. At least their store-bought one is MSG. So anyway, they give me a little thing of hot sauce on the side. Big, huge chunks of meat, like bigger than normal. It was like two small meatballs in there. It was like a bonus burger. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. And I'm look, I'm looking at the picture you sent me right now, and it, it it looks everything that I would expect in a in a in a plate. And they gave you the meat hot sauce. Did they give you the Bill Gray's hot sauce too, or was that kind of a that combination hybrid sauce. type of thing? No, it was the hot meat sauce was just the Bill Gray's hot sauce, except I guess bigger pieces of meat or whatever. I mean, I'm guessing it's like a soup where they make it homemade every day in the little metal machine <laughs> and the little metal soup heater upper. Yeah, and yeah. they just scooped it out, and they were generous enough to give me you know huge chunks of meat, like big huge meatball things, and then. And then and then and then, this is something you can't get just anywhere. Most places you won't be able to do this. But Bill Gray's and Tom Walls, you can request. My cousin taught me this secret menu. You can request a cup of gravy for your fries. 
Oh, man. So not only am I enjoying this Bill Gray's great plate, but I'm dipping the hot crispy fries in dark gravy, Mike. Greasy gravy, no less. Oh, yeah. So basically, all you needed were cheese curds, and you would have had a Rochester poutine. Yes. That's it. We're doing it. That's it. You could do that. We're doing it. I just opened up a Bill Gray's hot sauce the other week. I'm going to get some cheese curds. I'm going to put some fries in the air fryer. I'm going to make myself a Rochester poutine. That's that's amazing. Tell us next episode. Write this down. You got to give us a report. I will. I I, I have <laughs> I have French fries in the freezer. I'll put those in the air fryer until they're nice. Because the air fryer, for those of you who don't have one, it is a game changer in terms of getting things crispy. I know, Mark, you said you hate those soggy little square potatoes. For the premiere episode, when I made my own hot my own garbage plate. I used the home fries in, a, in an air fryer, and they did come out crispy and awesome and wonderful. But I do agree with you. Sometimes the home fries can get a little lost. Um, but I'll put some – yeah, I think I'm going to have to do this now. I'm going to have to get some cheese curds at the store tomorrow. Um, wow, and just get – and make myself a Rochester poutine, Bill Gray's hot sauce, cheese curds, and French fries. Wow. And and side note, I had a lot of ketchup on. The, I told them just drizzle ketchup across the white hot, and they did drizzle it in this really artistic chef manner. Oh, they went art. They went all artisanal on it. That I mean, they they basically air paintbrushed a ma- on a masterpiece. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm surprised they. I'm surprised that the girl didn't put her phone number on it for you. But that's uh, that's another story for another day. Yeah. The- the, yeah, Rochester women. I don't even want to. They're, they're just not nice people. They're just not. I mean, this girl was nice and everything, but, like, they're just, I don't know. Sure. But the other thing is, like, you could also do a normal, like, Tabasco or Frank's Red Hot kind of thing. I think I threw some of takes that away. in there, too. It takes away from it a little bit. That, that's, that, that's, that's hot sauce I put on eggs when I go to Waffle House. Yeah, and that's, oh, that's an awesome idea. Yeah. Yeah, when, when when I'm in a when I'm in a pinch, I'll go grab some Franks or some Texas Pete or something. And Texas Pete is awesome. At least, <laughs> at least try to feel something when I eat my when I eat out. Yeah, and um, Crystal's Louisiana is good too. That is good too. Yeah, I mean they're not bad. It's just you know, it's not Rochester. I mean Franks kind of is, but that's for buffalo wings, and you don't really put that on much else. You're not going to put that on on the beautiful concoction of max salad and and home and home fries or french fries and a meat so um but no the great plate now for 9.99 on tuesday i might uh, if i ever get back up there i'm gonna i'm gonna need to uh i'm basically just gonna eat myself through rochester when i come back if i if i ever get the chance to come back if i ever get the the desire to go back if if it's not 14 inches of snow that's preventing anybody from traveling in or out um, july no just you know this is why i do the podcast for those folks like me who miss home who have, who have once uh hang, hung their hat in rochester and it's uh you know and again i i thank all of you for for supporting this podcast for listening downloading i know we've, we've we've made some pretty good strides with downloads um hopefully we can increase distribution by word of mouth and uh you know mark has been instrumental in getting this off the ground he's doing all the editing doing all the producing to get this to be the best quality podcast that i possibly can do because well as i say i have a face for radio 
So <laughs> I've heard, yeah, Ian Punnett says that, yeah. And and side note, like, the past two times you've come home to visit me in Rochester, we just happened to go out for garbage plates, and I didn't think anything of it. But now that we do the show, the next time you come, we're just going to just... I think we'll fill up my house with garbage plates and then swim in them like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> just get an infl- just get an inflatable tub, fill it with hot sauce, and go- <laughs> yes, yes, and then just jump in and bring a couple burgers with you and just dip them in. Why? <laughs> I'll tell you what, my skin will probably never look better. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe it's an antimicrobial, huh? It'll it'll exfoliate. The meat will exfoliate, and the hot sauce will moisturize. <laughs> the grease, the grease will moisturize. Hey, you think I should try that? Like, you think you should? Your patients can try that on their feet. <laughs> oh my gosh! Especially if it's hot sauce. The, the, the you know, if there's any capsaicin in it, they, the the neuropathic patients might get some feeling back. <laughs> this is a thing. See, you're inventing stuff on this. Show. See what happens when you relax. Good things happen. It does. Good thing. Good things happen. Unfortunately, if I ever start that business, it won't be in Rochester, so I won't get taxed into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of which, I have another RIP. Oh boy, I got I got two a uh, couple things. Um, oh, that's right. You did tell me about the other one. Uh, Burgundy one Basin. Did I tell you about them? The I fix it people. Well, I think we talked about them already. The um, that was fixing a zip. They're gone. We might have talked about yeah. them. I now recommend Genius Repair. Um, but no, I want to memorialize Burgundy Basin Inn. They were open. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Really? They were open for exactly seventy years. They had to close in twenty twenty. Yeah. Um. So what is that? Um, whatever the math is, what is it? Yeah, 1950 oh, to 2020, they had man. to close during COVID. In their last week during COVID, they put up a thing on Facebook that said, come out, we're going to do a little drive-through cookout. So you drive through, and for like 5 10 bucks, they handed you a huge takeout container full of hot dogs, hamburgers, and salt potatoes. And it was oh the gosh. nicest thing. And they always, so they're distant relatives of mine, and they always treated us great. And, you know, they, as soon as they saw me, they gave me two extra boxes for my parents. Just here, take this oh, home to man. your parents. So I, I drove over to them. And, you know, I told them, like, 20, 30, 40 years from now, when I finally find my trophy wife, where am I going to get married? Well, that's just it. I remember, I, I'm thinking about my, my friend Jason's wedding. His reception was at Burgundy Basin. That was really oh. the last time I actually, I, I remember being there. And it's and, a wedding uh, venue, folks. It's a party house, by the way. It's a it's a party house, um, and it's a beautiful party house. And they always did a fantastic job with catering, with t- you know, making sure that the bar was stocked. Um, it was it was a very intimate, romantic facility. They 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 always went above and beyond, and that that just that that really breaks my heart to see uh, an institution like the Burgundy Basin go go down like that. That's hmm. Absolutely, you know. institution. You know, at the end of the buffet line, there, my cousin was always there with the the knife cutting the slices of ham for people, and they would do car yeah. shows in the summer in the backyard, and we would all. Ha- I was the last person to leave every car show. I didn't want it to end. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, we can we put them in the in the memor- in the memorial column. So yeah, and and the other uh, thing, Mark, like co- you know, go ahead. with wedding, obviously the wedding stopped happening in 2020, right? So they had to give sure. all the deposits back or whatever. You know, they had to cancel all the weddings. Um, in prior years, back when Rochester had economy and, and hope, um, Kodak would do and Xerox would do billions of banquets there, right? So oh it was yeah, just, it that was doesn't just surprise me at all. Right, it was a given. Hey, Kodak's doing something tonight and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, there were a handful of sports banquets that were still happening there. But See, see, Mark, the Kodak and Xerox people, they all worked on my side of the city because I grew up under the armpit of the smokestacks at Kodak Park. Uh, and there were party they houses pl- on the west side, too. They all played on your side of the city with the banquets and I'm sure golf outings and what have you. So so I got I got to see I, I probably have I probably have some weird disease now that you know from living close to the smokestacks oh, yeah. that I haven't gotten tested for yet. But uh and then they go out they go out to the east side and all of the CEOs and CFOs go out and play and have their banquets and have a have themselves a ball out there. But um yeah that that doesn't surprise me one bit. I mean, you know, granted the, the big party house on the west side was the diplomat party house, and I, I believe that's still around. Um, um, I think there was a shooting there, and they had to close it down. Again, that doesn't surprise me either. It, it was it was on Lyle just before it started getting good on uh, the good side of Lyle, where and even that was questionable with the Wegmans and, and the Nick Tahoes and, um, and the Marticellis. Marticellis over there, yeah, too. So, yeah, um, and there was another one way out past Ridgeway that was really nice too. Can't remember what it was called. Or it was out on Ridgeway, way out there. Out past. Out past. Are we talking a party house? Yeah, you just go west on Ridgeway and you keep going. It was pretty nice. Yeah, it was. Um... No, I'm thinking of that. I'm thinking of that that Italian restaurant on the corner of Ridgeway and Lyle. That you're talking about Bella Pasta. across the across the street from Boz Dykes, and it had 14 different names. I think the last one. I think the last one was Valicia's or something like that. Oh, I don't know about that one. Um, Bella Pasta's incredible, though. They're just, yeah. What was? Bella Pasta on Ridgeway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, um, was, pretty, that was pretty good, too. But, uh, yeah. So, Mark, what do, you, mm-hmm. what do you got planned for the next month? Because it'll probably be after Christmas when we do another episode of this. Yeah. Well, uh, two, two comments, though. Uh, did I uh-huh. tell you the story of Red Osier? No. So rumor had it that so Red Osier is a place way out in Leroy, New York, and they would do a really nice. It was in the middle of nowhere, Wait, hold on. and they would just side note: is it Leroy or Leroy? Good point. <laughs> I always say Leroy, but everyone says Leroy. No, the people in Leroy call it Leroy. Everybody else calls it Leroy because well, you're way out in the middle of nowhere. And I so. had a, a girlfriend come from Canada one day, and she goes, "It's it's pronounced Leroy." And I said, really? <laughs> Stop trying to French it up for us now. It's Leroy. <laughs> so they would do these really nice prime. And they would bring the, the huge chunk of prime rib out to your table and cut it right in front of you. And then they would do a mm-hmm. Bananas Foster later on. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they're still around. But some legend had They it. had... um. They used to have a stand either it was either at Blue Cross Arena or at Frontier Field. I can't remember which one. It was in the airport. I think it was Frontier Field. Frontier Field and the airport, right, where you could get like a really sliced thin get, prime rib sandwich with au jus. Yeah, you could get a prime rib sa- prime rib sandwich or like a, a faux prime rib, not the huge, you know, 
not the huge rib itself it that you would get at the meat. actual restaurant. But it was shaved meat. Yes, you're right. And a great point. It was glorious. Yeah, it was. So and they had, they had some darn good roast beef. So I believe they're still around. But here's the story: back in the '80s, uh, in in the peak of humanity, once a year, right before Christmas, they'd get a call, and they'd answer that call, and they'd hear on the other line. Hi, this is Kodak. We're ready for our gift cards now. And they said, okay, the usual amount? And they said, yes. Every year, Kodak would buy one million dollars, not kidding, of gift cards and hand them out to chief execs and vendors and whoever they wanted. So that was their wow. like That kept them afloat all year. Until Kodak started laying off everybody in the 90s. And destroying all their own products and coming up with harebrained schemes. Yep. Now, now who's at the Kodak building now? Is it like five people and a vulture? And a vulture! That's a huddling around a trash fire, but a vulture! Uh, so, other comment. Um, remember we talked about all the pumpkin spice stuff last month? I saw yep. a billboard on my way to Boston, and I can't remember the brand. It was so-and-so's Organic Mayo. And the slogan was, we promise we won't make pumpkin spice mayo. Nice. <laughs> nice. I absolutely love that because, as you, as you know, if, you, if you're a fan of the show, I am, uh, I am not a fan of pumpkin spice. I think it's become way too commercialized. And it's just not that good. I mean, it. Uh, I'm so excited now because um, my kids like to go to Wendy's every now and again to get you know food because it's food that they'll actually eat and enjoy eating. They have now officially switched over from the pumpkin spice frosty, which is just a money pit, to the wonderful and more beautiful peppermint frosty, which when you combine it with the regular chocolate frosty is uh, is very very good and it will turn some heads for sure. That's cool. So like the um, we are now officially in my favorite season of the year, which is all peppermint everything. Uh, Chick fil A will have peppermint milkshakes. I'll ke- I could get peppermint anything at this point. Um, you know, going to Starbucks, I can I can now get a, a peppermint white chocolate uh, beverage. And uh, it makes me happy. It makes me happy. I love. I love the. I love this time of year, food wise, because everything. Everything is peppermint. We get rid of the pumpkin spice nonsense, and then uh, I can enjoy this before we get into uh, before we get into Lent, which is a whole other story. I'll go into at a future episode when we're suffering through it. Well, that's gonna be a great episode when we review fish fries. You know I can't eat any of that stuff, All so right. I can't well, review any of it. I'll have to do it for you. I'll you'll take have, the hit. Uh, you'll have to do yeoman's work again, Mark. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and seafood's my favorite, so not a problem. Yeah. Oh uh, yes. I, I'm yep. not really... the, the good old the good old Catholic parish fish fries. I'll, yeah. I'll be going to those. I'll be going to those come Lent, uh, and and those are fun because they at least the one by me. Um, it's all. It looks like it looks like a Rochester grandpa's basement, and I will go more into yes. detail about that at I a later we date. Did. We did that on the uh, on the show. We, we did that on the on the first episode or second episode. Um, I might have to rehash that. I have to send some pictures because it, it it really has that feeling of like I feel like I made out with somebody in this basement once before, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to make sure that nobody caught me. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, that's great. Lock the doors. (laughs) There were no locks on the doors. Um, Wow. So in any event, Mark, what do you got planned for the next month? Anything aside from holiday parties and... Yeah, it's it's so. I mean, I hate peppermint, but I love gingerbread, so I'm doing that at Starbucks. There now. you go. Um, but yeah, I, I don't do anything. I don't. It, this is the time of year when it's like oh, I really should get out of town. Oh, but I got clients who need me. Oh, but I really should get out of town. Oh, but I have clients who need me. So then nothing happens, just like everyone else. Most retired people in Rochester. Oh, I should go enjoy my life and and travel. And no, but I have surgeries coming up. So Rochester yeah. does, it's a thing. Rochester holds you and it pulls you in and it's an evil vortex and you need to resist it and try like in the, um, what dreams may come when you have to resist the hell and try to get out. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel you on that because in the next, uh, in the next month I have both kids between now and the end of January and we'll do an episode. Um, I'll have a couple of days where, the rest of the family will be gone and I'll be by myself closing up the office for the end of the year. Um, but we will do an episode after the Christmas between Christmas and new year's, but but between um, mid December and the end of January, I have both kids birthdays, family and potentially friends. I know my, my son wants his own friend birthday now because you know, he's, he's, got a social calendar that's more active than mine and it's only a matter of t- it's only a matter of time before my daughter wants to do that i got a you know trip to florida in january i got uh, a trip to iowa in january to go see my in-laws uh, and then we've got that thing you know with the celebrate the birth of jesus so you know can't for- can't forget about that so it is going to be an absolute chalk-filled month down here at dr mike's homestead and not to mention, it is the end of the year. So now everybody, I'm hoping, crossing fingers, that everybody wants to come in and get treatment, want to get you know, get things done. So I don't like to leave, um, if at all possible. We, but we did, uh, my, my son and my daughter were asking, um, when are we going to go? When are we going to go back to Great Wolf Lodge? Because, um, you know, Great Wolf Lodge, for those of you who don't know, it's a big indoor water park hotel area right by Kings Island, which is a huge, um, theme park beats the pants off of Darien Lake. I will, for, I will say that wholeheartedly. Um, but during COVID we had, um, you know, we wanted to go to great wolf lodge. Did they in put a 2020. mask on the wolf on the, on the wall? What's that? The, you know, they have a sign yeah. on the wall with the logo of the wolf. Did the wolf have a mask on? Yeah. So, so during the height of COVID we, um, we, we got a deal to go to great wolf lodge and it was, mm. it was like, they, and, for, and not to mention, we had a first responder discount, so I think it was only like 150 bucks for the night. What? For this was COVID. The weird things were happening. Yeah. But we had access to the water park Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. What? We spent the night in... We spent the night in the hotel. We live-streamed Christmas Day Mass because we couldn't go. Oh. And yeah, it, it was really cheap, so my kids have been wondering... My kids have been, you know... Begging, like, Dad, can we go back to Great Wolf Lodge? Can we go back to Great Wolf Lodge? Well, eventually, uh, this year, we, we did tell them, yeah, we, we're going to spend Christmas Eve at Great Wolf Lodge. Wow. And um, we'll go to Christmas Eve Mass now that we can, um, now that we can you know, go, go back to church at that point in time. But then, um, 
see they have christmas eve mass at three o'clock here so we're done by four we can go we've got the whole night until they will close the water park down christmas eve get them all nice and tired somehow we'll sneak you know presents in for santa claus um or just give them pictures and we'll just do it when we get home but um but yeah, and then we'll have Christmas Day as long as they want to go in the water park, which is going to be awesome. So wow. uh, we are, we're we're going to be doing that, and uh, amidst all the other things that we we've got we've got planned, it's it's just never a dull moment. So how's the food, at um, Great Wolf? What's that? How's the food at Great Wolf Lodge? Yeah, oh, it's terrible. Oh, okay. No, no, no you, you... it's about the food. No, no, it's it's a place where you stay. It's not a place where you go eat. Okay. Um, there's there's no shortage of being close to Kings Island. There's no shortage of restaurants that we can go to. None of them are going to be open on Christmas Eve, so we might have to improvise. But uh, we, we did find out that on Christmas Day the Waffle House is open. My kids love Waffle House, yes. so yes, victory. We will go to Waffle House if all goes according to plan Christmas Day because I know they'll be open. So yeah, there you go. okay. Good times, man. Good times. So um, from all of us here at Flyover Plates, I would like to wish you a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. Mark, thank you so much for joining me on this adventure. Hopefully we didn't go off the rails too much. Hopefully we didn't anger too many people. And and if you need any, if you want to gripe, if you want to opine, you can reach me on AOL Instant Messenger, Great Dane 3972 uh, I'm still there, I think. Um, but you know what my aim so, name and was? It, pardon? My aim name was Coach Corsal. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> Why am I not surprised about that? He the legend, the, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Coach Corsal. <laughs> um, so, from all of us here at Flyover Place to all of you listening, wherever you may be, and have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season, and get well soon, T Bone. We'll see you next time. 